Welcome back to another Pillar Tax Podcast. Why is this important? Because you know, and I know, and we all know that the topic of taxes is just not going away. <laughs> Dan, is it? I mean, they say there's only two things that are for sure, death and taxes. How you feel about that, Dan? I'm doing well, Jay. How you doing? Doing good. How you feel about that death and taxes topic? Well, well, the death problem we have solved through the shed blood of the Messiah, so we don't have to worry about that. So that's off the table. The tax problem, you got me. So we got it all covered, bro. That's oh, a good one. Ta taxes, are the, the taxes are the one area of life oh, man. that everybody's got to contend with, whether you like it or not. And, and here's the irony of the, of the tax thing, Jay. Right. The, the 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 income tax obligations, particularly federal income tax obligations, attached to every citizen, no matter uh -huh. what your age is, no matter what your health condition is, no matter what your what your gender is, no matter what your ethnic background is, yep. race, religion, none of that matters. It all attaches. And in any other area of law, you yourself have to have to become uh, actively engaged in some type of activity in order to be covered by that area of law. For example, if you're if you're a Department of Labor, you got to have employees. If you're you know the criminal law, obviously you got to be a criminal. You know, knocking off liquor stores in order to be concerned about that. But with the income tax laws, they, they touch everybody. everybody. A little bitty baby, Jay. A little bitty one year old baby could have an income tax obligation. A 99-year-old wow. person suffering from Alzheimer's may have an income tax obligation wow. and everybody in between. So it just doesn't make any difference how Man. old you are and, and it, it, the, the tax laws have to be contended with. Yeah, we got to deal with them. So we're here to bring you the best in that. And so we're approaching year end at the time of this recording here. We're getting ready to wrap up 2023 so we wanted to kind of continue the conversation with the year-end tax plan. I got some questions I wrote down here, Dan. Sure. We want to talk about investment strategies and business tax considerations. Sure. So number one, reviewing financial portfolios. Can you discuss the importance of reviewing financial portfolios, particularly focusing on the tax implications of capital gains and losses, Dan? Yeah, yeah. Here's the problem with 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 uh, with capital gains and losses, Jay. If you make a bunch of money in the stock market, let's say you invest, you hit the lottery, you 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 make fifty grand. All right, all of that income is taxable in the year that you realize the gain. All right, so if you had a huge investment year in 2023, all of that income that you derive from your investment activities has to go on your tax return as a capital gain. But mm. if you lose, if you lose big, if you lose $50,000, then okay. your capital loss deduction is limited to just $3,000 a year. So IRS wants all wow. their money to score, but you don't get to claim a full deduction. I don't think everybody knows that, Dan. It's it's a tremendous imbalance and it's fundamentally unfair. So if you're a, if you're an investor that has a a broad portfolio of a lot of different products and some are up and some are down, you have to consider whether you want to sell some of the up ones in the year that you sell the down ones. Because what happens, Jay, is if you have capital gains in the same year you have capital losses, okay. the losses offset the gain. So let's say you have $50,000 in capital gains and you have $30,000 in losses. Okay. Well, now those $30,000 offset the 50,000. Oh. So now you only have to pay tax on 20 grand. 
But that only happens, that strategy only arises if you sell both the up stocks or the, the up investments and the down investments in the same year. So you 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 wanna you want to review your portfolio now to okay. see whether it is advisable. And you got to make a business decision. This can't be just tax alone, right? But right. you got to consider the tax factors and the business strategies together as one. And so you'd look at that and you'd say, well, is it worthwhile to sell the up stocks now? Do I think they've peaked? Claim my gains while I can offset those gains right. against the losses, right? That's what you got to balance out. So that's the strategy. So I think everybody should be going, wow, because most people are not thinking about this. So Dan, right. he showed us a way to where we could grab all that as opposed to just being limited to $3,000 on a loss. You could actually get all of it if you utilize that strategy. Dan, yeah. question number two. Making smart equipment purchases. Now, in your article, your recent article, you mentioned the benefits of making business equipment purchases under code 179. Can you explain how small business owners can leverage this for tax advantages? Yeah, this is a very, very important provision of the tax code, Jay, that not a lot of people know about. Code section 179 allows you to expense equipment purchases in, your year, in the year that you buy them which equipment otherwise would have to be depreciated. Now, let me give you an example. Okay. Let's say you go out and you buy a $10,000 copy machine for your business. The copy machine has a useful life of more than one year, right? It doesn't die after a year. We've got a copy machine in the office here. We've had four or five years, right? They last a long time. And so the IRS requires that kind of equipment to be depreciated over its useful life, okay. not expensed in the year that you buy it. Their attitude is, yeah, you put up the 10 grand mm -hmm. to buy the equipment, but that equipment's going to last you five years. So you only get a deduction for $2,000 a year spread mm -hmm. over five years. There's okay. your depreciation deduction. Okay. And they've got depreciation tables, Jay, you can imagine. They've got depreciation tables for every classification of tools and equipment than you could possibly imagine wow. you know, two year five year seven year ten year you know all these schedules that you have to write this stuff off over and so you don't get to recover your expense in the in all of your expense in the year that you paid the deduction okay the year that you paid the expense unless you okay. make an election to claim the expense under section 179 Similar. now 179 of the internal revenue code allows you to expense these, uh, the, the, these equipment purchases, you have to make the election on the tax return to do it, but it allows you to make, to, to, to expense the, the cost in, in, the, in, in one year. So for example, I buy that $10,000 computer here in December, or, uh, yeah, computer copy machine, just fill in the blank. It doesn't matter. Right, what it is. right. right? You, you, you buy this equipment in, in, in December, you make an election to expense it. So in, instead of getting $2,000 a year over five years, I okay. get all $10,000 in one year. Right away. It's a okay. 179 election. So it, it escalates It escalates your deduction. It gives you a bigger deduction on the tax return now in, in, in exchange for, now here's the trade-off, and this is what you got to balance, in okay. exchange for no deductions going forward. So here's the, here's the balance you have to strike. If my income was significantly higher in 2023, and I expected to drop back down to normal levels in 2024, yeah. I might buy the equipment now and 179 it and get all the deduction in the year that I have okay. the high income okay. and not worry about deductions in the year that I had lower income. Mm. On the other hand, if my 2023 income is a little bit down and I'm expecting 2024, 2025, 2026 to escalate, right? I'm starting okay. to take off. 
I might buy the equipment now and elect to depreciate it over time. Okay. That way I'm, I'm, I'm getting a, a smaller deduction in the year that I don't need it. I'm getting more deductions in the years that I do need. Okay. It. So this is a balancing act, Jay. You got to sit down. You got to look at your situation, evaluate your situation, make mm -hmm. an informed decision of whether you can, you know, whether it's better right. to do this now or not. Now, the other aspect of 179 that's important is you can make this election to expense up to about 1.1 million dollars worth of purchases Ooh. in 2023 so it's you know it's not just the ten thousand dollar copy machine it's you know the fifty thousand dollars worth of office furniture it's, it could uh, be a whole combined right combined. yeah exactly now what you would do is you would you would you would yeah, it's a uh, 1.1 million combined, but you do it on an asset by asset basis. Okay. So if you buy a copy machine, a computer system, a phone system, and and you outfit your office, you know those are four separate purchases. And as long as the total the total of those purchases is under the cap, then you can 179 each one. The other thing you can do is make an election to 179 one asset, but not the other. All right. Mm. So this is a balance that you can strike to do some planning going forward. This is great. See, this is what the, we're talking about, strategies. Year-ending tax planning strategies, fam. And, and everybody is paying attention to us. We call you family because we want you to really get in, in touch with what we're doing at Pillar Tax Academy because that's how we can change the nation, really, like grassroots. Have, take the fear out of people, and now let's take advantage of these different things that are available that Dan knows all about. So, Dan, I got another one. This is getting, it's getting heavy now with this one. Cryptocurrency tax considerations. With the increasing popularity of cryptocurrency, what are the key tax considerations that individuals engaging in crypto transactions need to consider? And you see Bitcoin starting to fly back up again, so it's not going away. Yep, absolutely. Now, here's the thing, Jay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to answer your question with, with, with bullet points. All right, but right. but this 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 topic really is worthy of an entire show. We could okay. spend 20 or 25 minutes on this one topic, and we should yeah, before we will. the end of the year. So let, let's yes. make a note about that. But in answer to your question, crypto trend and people don't realize this, especially young people do not realize this, Jay, that crypto transactions are taxable just like any other transaction. The IRS made the determination way back in 2012 when crypto was first starting to take off that cryptocurrency is to be treated for tax purposes just like any other asset. All right. Okay. If, I, if I purchase this asset right here and I pay $10 for this stapler and I sell it for $12, then I have a capital gain on the transaction of $2, right? I put up 10, I got back 12, that's profit of $2. That $2 is taxed as capital gain, could be long-term capital gain, could be short-term capital gain, depending on the holding period. If I hold it for more than a year, then it's long-term and there's special tax rates that apply. Cryptocurrency applies exactly the same way. If you buy a crypto uh, a crypto coin for $10 and sell it for $15, you've got a $5 capital gain that has to be reported on your tax return. If you buy it for $10 and sell it for $8, you've got a $2 capital loss that needs to be reported on your tax return. And the IRS is so, is so uh, 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 determined, Jay, 
to police these crypto transactions that they put now a question on the tax return. It's been there for about three years now, I think. Yeah. And it's right on the top of the tax return. It's like line seven or eight. It's right after your name and address. It's, wow. it's how prevalent this issue is on the return. It's not buried someplace in, you know, Schedule Z somewhere 500 lines deep in the right. tax return. It's right on the front. They ask you the question, right off the bat, did you trade or receive cryptocurrency during the course of the year? You got to check the box, yes or no. And I'll tell you this, if you did trade or receive cryptocurrency during the course of the year and you don't check the box, that's a false tax return subject to potential felony charges. So they are very, very serious about this, Jay. Hey. So now, now, I just gave you one example of how crypto is taxable buying and selling, right? It's either capital gain or capital loss. But there's about six or seven different scenarios that we could go through. And we really need to do this. We should spend okay. a whole show on this. Where yeah. there, there's, uh, there's, you know, as I said, six or seven of these transactions where the tax liability of cryptocurrency comes into play and people don't know it. I'm telling you, they get blindsided. No, no. Right. So we need to talk about this. But for, for purposes of this of this conversation, our listeners need to know that your crypto transactions are subject to reporting and they're subject to tax consequences, and you need to know what they are. That means you've got to keep careful records of your buys and sells and your trades with respect to crypto. One of the big problems of crypto, Jay, and this is huge, is people are trading crypto for crypto. And because they're trading crypto for crypto, they think, well, there's no tax consequences. That's yeah. not true. Wow. If you've got $10 worth of coin, of, of coin A, let's say you got one coin that's worth $10 okay. and you trade it for five coins that are worth $2. You've got it. You've got a potentially taxable transaction there that has to be accounted for. Okay. All right. So when you get, and, and this can get complicated, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it right now, but as okay. I said, we're going to do another show on this. Yeah. We'll do it. The, ne the next show, we'll do it on that. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll cover this stuff. So, so I'm telling you that you need to pay attention to your crypto trades because even if it's just a crypto, crypto, even if it's just a crypto for crypto trade within your wallet, that could have tax consequences. And I'll tell you something else and make no mistake about this. Another, another, another key uh, fallacy in, in the crypto world is that your crypto trades are secret and no one can get access to them. And that's flat, not true. The IRS is issuing summonses to these crypto trading centers and they're getting the names and addresses and the account records of US citizens that are trading crypto. They're having their summonses enforced by the courts and they're getting the information, Jay. And there was just a report that was released very recently by the Justice Department, the Internal Revenue Service, saying that their crypto criminal cases have skyrocketed in 2023. They wow. are dead serious about enforcing this stuff. Wow. So don't play games with your crypto trades, friends. This is amazing. So this, this is why these shows are so important, because we can keep you on the cutting edge, get you the great information, and then you can make the right decisions and not get yourself all messed up, but actually accelerate and be able to be profitable in whatever you're doing in your business and in your life. So, Dad, it's been another phenomenal show. We're going to do this crypto show, the very next show. So I'm going to put together some ripping questions for Dan, and then he's going to get down in the trenches, have his set too. So if you're not even in crypto, you want to pay attention to it. I kind of give you a little example. I think, Dan, I bought around, I think around 2016 or something like that. Over a few years, I bought about $15,000 worth of crypto. I wasn't paying much attention to it. Just bought about $15,000 worth. Well, it took off, and that portfolio went to about $200,000. So 
I'm just telling y'all, it's a real deal out there when you're looking at this. Again, it can fluctuate. I've seen it, I've seen it go from 15 to like 200 down to 150, and, a, and it goes, but still, look at the power that's there. So we got to have Dan Pillow tell us what to do here with cryptocurrency. So what's awesome show, hopefully everybody got something out of the tax planning portion of getting ready for the end of the year. Now go to go over to PillarTaxAcademy.com, PillarTaxAcademy.com, and also make sure you're following Dan. He's blowing up on TikTok. Dan, how can they find you on TikTok? Uh, I don't know, Jay. No, I do too know. <laughs> I do too know. It's, He's blowing up. It's Pillar Talks Taxes on TikTok. Pillar right. Talks Taxes. Pillar Talks Taxes. Go on TikTok. Dan's in, he's got how many views you think you got over there now? Oh, man? millions, Jay. We've gotten millions of views. Yeah, we've got we've got I had three videos alone that combined were over a million views just on those three videos. And we've Gosh. got we've got dozens and dozens of videos up there. Oh miss Dan. He's going crazy on TikTok. He's part of the TikTok generation now, fam. Can you believe it? Pillar. We'll catch y'all next week on another episode. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate everybody. See you, Jake.